Welcome to this week's Spinfoil Theory. We're about to take a dive into the lore of Destiny the game. Specifically, we'll be giving a high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging. With that out of the way, let's put on our Spinfoil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Yep, deppers. And the red light is on. Yes. Recording now. We're live in front of a... Or we're... <laughs> Fuck, in I already of, messed it. We're in front li- of the toys on my desk. <laughs> we're live in front of a... We're recording live in front of a live studio audience. Yes, uh, me, myself, and I. Very good uh, uh, Robes Pierre is in here, so... Yes. We're going to have a high, highly uh, scrutinized audience today. <laughs> what's, what's the word? Uh, persnickety? I don't know, he's a cat. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Oh, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. We're your hosts. This is Red Leader, Taylor, and Lady Lucita. How are you doing this week, Lucy? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Season 16, almost, no, 17. 17 starts this week, or I guess, well, Mm -hmm. in one, two, in two days. In two days. Oh, man, I'm excited. I think it'll be tomorrow when this drops. Yeah, tomorrow, so... Well, we're, we're recording this on Sunday, but when this drops, it'll be tomorrow. Very yep. excited. Season of the Redacted. But the trailer's supposed to drop tomorrow or like Yes, Tuesday the trailer morning. is supposed to drop Tuesday morning before reset. Die. Very excited. That's, I'm just excited. Hype, 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 hype. Because we know literally nothing. We know nothing. Sometimes that's the best. Like you ever you ever gone yeah, into a movie I, where you knew absolutely nothing and ended up fucking loving it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm just I'm curious because everyone is just like because some people in the community are like, no, I want to know things, and some people are like, no, I don't want to know anything. What about you, Taylor? Where do you stand in all this? Do you um, like not knowing anything, going in a hundred percent blind, or knowing some things, or knowing everything? I think so. As as a uh, as someone who grew up watching like like late eighties, like nineties anime. Growing up, like as as that's what like came over to the U.S. mostly in like the nineties two thousands, I've had a mixed bag mm. because like Japanese previews, they'll tell you what fucking happens in the next episode. Mm, yeah, for sure. They'll for just sure. fucking tell you. They'll be like, "Oh yeah, he's gonna die." The episode's title is like "Blank Dies." Like that's just they did like they 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 view spoilers differently, and that, and that's okay too because you don't know how it happens. Like there's different ways to enjoy it. That's that's gonna get you psyched. Um, and then there's like. The United States part of me, which like especially for like films or uh, different media that we consume, we have this like spoiler culture. Like, don't don't I need to know? I need everything needs to be fresh. Like, and it's different. Um, so like I I kind of appreciate both. I find myself like like I was saying like I was saying a minute ago. Like I've definitely had some times where I went into a movie. With like little or no expectations or something like that, like randomly, and I ended up having a great time. So sometimes not knowing anything is great, and then sometimes maybe having like a little taste is good. I I think I feel like I'm just like in that weird spot where I where like I magically end up happy either way. Yeah. Uh, what about what about you? How do you generally take it? I'm kind of I'm kind of the opposite. Where I'm kind of. I guess it really depends, because, like, especially with the Destiny community, very, very especially, it's very much like, I want to know everything, I want to know everything, I want every little detail, little leak, I want to know every little detail, and it's frustrating, because there are some people who want to go in not knowing anything, 
but because of social media and everything, like, I don't know, it's a very, it's, the Destiny community is very, I guess, greedy? Persnickety? Persnickety? I guess they just, they just, like, want, want, <laughs> want, 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 like, they're just so, I wouldn't say greedy, but, like, in, like, a... So, for example, the topic we're going to talk about today is not Destiny. Sorry, guys. We're going to be talking about one of my favorite games, Warframe, because I've been playing a lot of Warframe, and I'm like, oh my god, the story's so good. I've been redoing the story with my girlfriend as she's been playing it, so I've got, I've gotten to, like, revisit the story, and, like, now that I know things, I'm like, oh, okay. Wow, I did... Wow, that's cool. But... Yeah, like, the Warframe community, for example, is the exact opposite of Destiny. Like, no spoilers. Like, so. Mm. It's it's very different. Like, there is a very important story spoiler that happens about halfway through the story. And it is a rule in the community to not talk about it with new people. At all. So interesting. It's just, it's so like, interesting. Like it's, so in, it's so interesting to see, like, how the community is... Like, even DE, the developers of Warframe, they have, like, it's a really, like, I won't say hard spoiler, but, like, when, like, a new update comes out, they have, like, like a discussion channel, and this is where you talk about it, but don't talk about it outside of this area. Like a spoiler zone. If you don't want to know, mm-hmm. don't go here. But it, it's just very different to see how, I guess, how different the communities are, like how Destiny's is. Everyone's like, I want to know everything. Versus Warframe's like, no, we don't want to know. Yeah, I was going to say, I remember I remember people like you had to if you like brought in a new light for a little while there, you had to like be like, hey, just don't don't get too attached to Kate. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like you, you would have to like tell them like with Warframe, like <clears throat> it's a little bit different because like the player is, I guess, when you first start out, you don't know anything like your your character knows nothing you the player knows nothing and as you go through the story you like learn and like evolve and like become a better player but also like you understand like the world that you're in it's twofold kind of like, like d1 kind of yeah it's kind of like d1 but like i think the story now for um warframe is very good I love it. It's very. It's gotten very spicy lately. Very, very, very Ooh. spicy. And I'm like, ah, oh, because so. Yeah, it's good. You should all play the game Warframe so, because it's great. So Lucy, let's let's say let's say some of our listeners are like me and know what Literally I'm going to call nothing. Nothing. All right, I'll Warframe. start at the beginning. I know it exists, but yes. like, how would you tell me about this game Warframe? Okay, so the game itself is like a third-person looter shooter, I guess. But okay. while Destiny is more, so think think of Destiny like a like a like a pie chart. It's with Destiny, it is much more gunplay than your abilities, right? You could say that. Like uh, most of the time, yeah, you're using I your would, guns, yeah. and you occasionally throw a nade. You occasionally use your <clears throat> this and that, like. Warframe is the exact opposite. You are you're using abilities, 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 bam, you know, doing this, doing that, and you occasionally use your guns. It's very different. Hmm. So, like, I've been playing Warframe, like, the past few weeks, and then I went to Destiny today to go grind the Lost Sector, because it's Helmet, and I need to get a Mask of the Quiet One, because I don't have a 
I have the one from collections. That's it. And from going from Warframe, which is very fast, like there's a lot more movement involved. Cause like in Destiny, yeah, there's jumping, but in Warframe, you can do stuff that's called like bullet jumping, which is basically like you jump and like glide in the air really far. Oh, it's I a lot, it. like Warframe is a lot more move. It's, it's very, it's, you think Destiny is fast? No, Warframe is faster. It really depends on like your play style. Mm-hmm. And like what kind of things you like. Like that's the nice thing about Warframe is so in Destiny, I'm going to do a lot of Destiny Warframe comparisons because I know most of our listeners are Destiny players. I play both. So I can Weird. be like, this is how they relate. <laughs> um, with Warframe, you, I mean, okay, for Destiny, for example, you have your classes, your hunters, your warlocks, your titans. That's it. In Warframe, you have something that is called the Warframe, kind of the name, and it basically has four abilities, and it changes depending on what Warframe you're running. So, like, for me, I run a Warframe that's called Hildren. Hildren is stupid broken, and I love her so much because of how the way I've built her. Like, same thing with War- with Destiny and Warframe, you can make builds. So that's pretty cool. So you can, like, increase how strong your abilities are. You can increase the range of your abilities. You can increase, like, how long those abilities last. Like, there's all these different kind of min-maxing building things that you can do, which is really, really fun. Like, that's what I love about it. And, like... You can dig it. Yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. Like, for example, my play style, I like crowd control, and that's pretty much it. Crowd control, and... Yeah. Like, so that would be, like, Hildren is kind of, she's kind of a support, kind of crowd control. Octavia is the same. That's kind of my style. Okay. Because, yeah. So, basically, the game starts. There's this really cool cutscene. I could actually send you the cutscene, so then you can post it in the chat. Uh, Warframe intro cinematic. It's a, because they basically, kind of like Destiny, they have, like, a new light experience, but instead it's called, like, the new, uh... Yeah, I think this is the yeah, this is the opening new intro. That's six minutes. Yeah, this is it. This is from Warframe's channel. Cause basically in twenty nineteen they completely redid the the intro. And now they added this really cool cinematic, which I really like. And it kind of shows the new the three the three starter Pokemon, just kidding, starter Warframes <laughs> that players get to pick. I'm gonna watch it because it looks cool. Wait, so there. So, do you build your own character? Is like the frame no. like a model number, or is that like a character? You're okay. You can customize your Warframe. Think of them as kind of like mech suits, kinda, kinda. See, okay. I I'm <laughs> trying to like not. I'm gonna explain like what actually a Warframe is. This might have to be like a two part episode because this is really long. But um, <laughs> TLDR: When you wake up. You basically pick your starter Warframe. I picked Mag because I liked Mag. She's cool. Um, you pick your starter Warframe, and then you have you wake up as your Warframe, and there's a voice or a person telling you, "Hey, I'm Lotus. I'm your I'm your I'm your <clears throat> mentor slash teacher person, and I'm and just pretty much you need to do what I say because I'm your I'm like I'm." Well, she didn't like. She's a lot nicer about it. Lotus, I love Lotus. Lotus is my favorite character, and I would die for her. She's great. Hmm. She's great. So Lotus basically is your guide, mentor, teacher, mother, 
sort of figure. Like she like basically takes care of you, the okay. uh, the uh, the warfare. And as you go through the story, you learn what happened. And basically, here's what here's the gist. You find out that there was something that the old war was something that had happened. The old war, you find out, was basically these these Orokin, which was like basically the golden lords, the head honchos of the Orokin Empire, mm-hmm. which they basically um, controlled the entire soul system. And they were very, you find out that they were very greedy. You know, they, they like gold. They're very much like callous. They're opulent. They got their gold and their white and everything's clean and pristine and nice. That's the Orokin. And um, they're all dead. They're all dead now. You, hmm. you guys killed them. You killed them all. You kind well, like that sounds like it's for the best. Well, it was so <laughs> as you as you play through, you kind of find out that the Orokin were bad. Or, I mean, yeah, they were like uh, in charge of everything, but they weren't exactly good people. And as you find out, this is like kind of kind of big spoilers, kind of. So, uh, there basically was this the Orokin wanted to leave the soul system. They wanted to leave. They had, you know, burned all through all their resources, you know. Earth was bad. Mars was bad. Everything's bad. They're like, yo, we need to go somewhere else. So they made these little robots called the Sentients. And they sent them to the Tau system to go prepare the Tau system for their arrival. And the Sentients, they went, la-di-da-di-da, la-di-da-di-da, la-di-da-di-da. They go to Tau system, and they realize by the time they get there that the Orokin are just going to come to the Tau system and mess it up again, and ruin it. The oh, sentients yeah. were like, "No, this is all. This is all like the old war. This is the old war. This is basically what happened." Oh, okay. This is like flashback. And the sentients were like, "You know what, Orokin, you suck. We're going to go blow you up now." So the sentients come back. To Tau, or go go from Tau to um, the or the origin system, the soul system, and the Orokin are like, what the heck? Because the sentience, think of them like they can adapt to stuff. So like, if you shoot them with a fire gun, eventually they're going to be immune to fire. This is actually an in-game mechanic how it works. Sounds like the Borg almost. Kinda, kinda. But the sentience, um, to come back, to go back from Tau to the origin system, they basically had to go through the void, which is kind of like hyperspace. Kinda. But in doing that, that, like, damaged them. So they can't, like, make more sentience once they get here. But they can just keep sending them through from Tau to here. That's what they did. They just kept sending them. And the orican were like, oh god, okay, um... Okay, uh, let's try this. So they, they made these in like infested bio, like, kind of like the flood. They made the flood, basically, the infested. Mm. And they threw that at the, or at the, uh, at the, um, sentience. Didn't do anything. So they're like, shit, this is bad. This is very bad. Oh, wait, I totally <clears throat> forgot to mention something that had happened before the old war. Whoopsies, I'm going all out of order. I'm sorry. I'm just... 
realizing things. I'm well, sorry. Well, because it, uh, it, it, it comes at you in like a in weird out of order, order, right? Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does. Like you don't, you go through and you find out that Lotus, your mother, not literal mother, people call her space mom because she like takes care of you and like mm-hmm. is like your mentor. Space mom's real name is not Lotus, but Nata. And then you also find out that she is a sentient in disguise. Oh, God damn it. But she's not evil. She's nice. Because see, what happened was the sentient sent in Nata to... Well, this is where it gets... You find out that her name is Nata. I'm going to not explain anything else quite yet. Because I realized I went out of order. So... I guess, fuck. This is the hard part. Like, explaining everything, like, as you find out is really hard because, like, yeah, you basically find out that she was Nata. She was basically saw the... So, you find out... Oh, yeah, by the way, the moon, the moon is gone. Moon, Earth's moon doesn't exist. It's gone. Poof. What happened to the moon? It got put in the void. Oh, gotcha. Because think of it kind of like how Savathun put the Traveler in her throne world. Mm-hmm. They did that with the moon because there is something very special on the moon that the Orican need to protect. So they put what it in it the, the void. Cheese? No, it's not the cheese. <laughs> That'd be very funny, but no, not the cheese. So let me explain. You find out in the second dream quest that the Warframe is not a part. I mean, it's person, but like you're a person that is controlling the Warframe with your mind. Cool. Oh, yeah. So you, basically, the reason why Lotus put the moon in the void was to protect your fleshy human body, which is called an operator. If your operator dies, well, that's bad. That's like you. That's you. That's you, the person, the player. Or not the player, but like. Your character. Your character. And you can actually customize them. You can give them pink hair, purple hair, green hair blonde hair you can make their eyes pink you know you can you can customize them and that is your operator and basically you find out that the operator which is the community affectionately calls the operator your spoiler child because it's a big spoiler (laughs) like big so you have your operator and your operator can do stuff that's called the use the void as like weapon so they can shoot like void powers the reason why is because before the old war way 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 back way 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 back you were on a colony ship called the Zeremin and the Zeremin was going to go to the Tau system this is before the sentience flipped and became evil and this was going to be the first colony ship to the Tau system it was going to be great but it wasn't because what happened was is the void Basically, the hyperdrive, or the reliquary drive, malfunctioned as you jumped. And your ship got stuck in the void. Oh, no. And the void exposure drove everyone on the Zeremin insane. Adults started going crazy, you know, killing people. I think kind of like Lord of the Flies, but like, with adult Hunger Games, no. Like... Everyone was going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. 
And the kids were basically, they were like hiding in, in like classrooms and like freaking out and kind of, kind of freaking out. But eventually the ship is brought out of the void by, I guess, an eldritch being. Okay. His name is Wally. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I don't know. That's, that's not his actual name. I think that's what the community calls him. They just call him Wally. Man in the wall. I can dig it. Because basically what you we find out eventually is that the operator, your player, makes a deal with Wally to get everyone out of the Zeremin. You have to make a deal with him. Shake his hand. No big deal, right? It sounds like that's going to be wrong. Mm, but that's how you get your void powers. Well, that's cool. So basically, the Zeremin came out. This came out, I guess, around the the Old War time would be about a little bit before the Old War. So basically, these kids they're basically ticking time. I would say time bombs, but they're like nukes, I guess, because you know they can just use the void and just blow stuff up. But they're children. And the, basically the caretaker of these Heno, these children, work was, her name was Margulis. And Margulis did, wanted to like rehabilitate these kids, make them not be weapons. Now Ballas, Ballas wanted them to become weapons. But Margulis said, no, they're children. And she basically died. She was executed because she basically defied the Oricon. She said, no, I don't want them to turn into weapons. I don't want them to be used with the Warframes. Because before that, you find out that Warframes are actually people. The Warframes are made out of people. Actually, yes. So see, what they did is they would take people willingly and unwillingly, and they would in in inject them with a strain of infested. Remember the infested I talked about? Mm-hmm. They inject them with this particular strain of infested that would basically make their skin super strong and they would change into a mind. Basically, they become a mindless, angry, angry, angry death machine, basically. So they had these As warframes. They had these warframes, but they were, they were uncontrollable. They were like lashing out, you know, blowing up lab, you know, they, they couldn't control them. They had the, the, the tenno. Which were these basically volatile children that couldn't really leave these like safety pods, basically. So Margulis wanted to use the Warframes to rehabilitate the children and not like make them weapons. But Ballas was like, no, we need weapons. We need weapons. We need to stop the, the sentience. And Ma- Margulis was like, no, we, they're, they're, they're kids. We need to rehabilitate them. They should be able to, like, you know, walk around and be happy and, you know, be kids. But Ballas, mm-hmm. you know, Ballas is evil. He's very evil. I hate his guts. But Ballas said no. And then Margulis was executed. And the Tenno. Oh, no. Tenno were mad about that. Tenno being, these are what the, the, the children are called. The Tenno. Mm-hmm. They were very mad. But they just, bided their time. They bided their time. They're like, okay, that's fine. That's fine. Meanwhile, and the reason why Ballas 
Bellis hated the or, the operators, the Tenno. The, he hated them. He hated them. Because Margulis, instead of loving him, loved the Tenno, the children. She wanted to, she loved them. And Ballas was jealous. Ballas is a narcissistic asshole. And I hate his guts. He's, he's very evil. And, mm-hmm. like, he's, he's mean. He's really mean. And eventually, after helping, basically, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go more in, like, story, like, events yeah. order versus what the player finds out because you find out this and then you find out something else and then you find out something else and you're like how does this all relate so then while the sent um ballas has worked with the sentience he kind of did like a backhanded deal and told the sentience where the moon was hmm. and that's where the sentience sent nata in to go kill the tenno hmm. but she didn't she didn't kill the Tenno. She could because they're children. She felt bad. She's like, well, at least that's what we were told for a very, very long time was that she saw, quote, our tender faces and took mercy. But it turns out the Orican captured Nata and reprogrammed her to become the Lotus. So she didn't have a choice. She didn't voluntarily try and save us. She did it because she was programmed. Because the, the sentience, they have to obey. Well, she was programmed to obey the Oregon. So she had no choice. So hmm. she was then reformed from Nata into Lotus and took the form of, and basically sounds, she sounds like Marvelous to kind of calm down the Tenno. And then, you know, they beat back the sentience. Everything's great. The Orkin are celebrating at a party. And the Tenno were there as bodyguards. Well, as Warframes, of course. And the or- the Warframes, they were still mad because, you know, Margulis... Margulis was gonna... Margulis died. She basically mm-hmm. was their mom. You know? So they were mad. So they killed all the Orkin. Ballas, I think, escaped. But he doesn't really do anything until much later. So then, because basically Ballas' whole motivation, he wants us dead. So that's why he betrayed the Orican, helped the sentience out to try and kill us. When that didn't work, he's like, okay, I'll, I'll find another way to kill. Because he just, he just really hates us. Because we stole, he, from our perspective, from his perspective, the Tenno stole Margulis from but he's just a bastard man. Hmm. And then, you know, we wake up and that sort of thing. We help Lotus do stuff. We find out Lotus is really Nata and that she was supposed to kill us, but she didn't. We find the moon. We find ourselves, the operator. We learn about transference, which is how we can basically... That's how basically the operator controls the Warframe is through transference. It's like this weird mind link thing. Okay. Kind of like a, you know, like in the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like the Matrix thing. We're basically, yeah, exactly like the Matrix. Basically, you sit in this chair, and when you're sitting in the chair, you're controlling the Warframe. That's pretty much it. Nice. And then eventually, Ballas comes back. And he goes to Nata, or Lotus, 
now. And he basically mind controls her to go with him. And we are less hmm. basically left without Space Mom or Lotus for five years. Like, I had to wait five years for Lotus to come back. Five years, hmm. and I was very sad. Kelsey, Kelsey, when she has gone through it, they were like, oh, okay, Lotus is back now. Well, not back, but <laughs> I found Lotus. Because basically, you go through and you find out that Lotus is now Nata again. She reverted back to Nata. And Ballas is basically controlling her to try and kill the Tenno. It's almost like having, like, two different people. Oh, yeah, she has basically two different people in her, three different people in her head, because she's based on Margulis, but her real name, is, her real form is Nata, but she was reshaped by the Orican into Lotus. So she has, like, basically three different versions of herself in her, and she's very traumatized because of that. Um, eventually, this is when the new war happens, um, mm -hmm. Ballas pretends throughout the whole time he's basically pulling the strings. Pretend he's like the puppet master. But he's right now pretending that he was, you know, he's being held hostage by Nata. She's secretly evil and wants to kill everyone. Tano, you have to save me. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a lying sack of poop. He's lying. I hate his guts. He was just pretending. Because Nata is the... she Because she's basically... She's a special sentient she can basically call all the sentients mm. to her so she can basically okay. summon an army but she didn't remember how to do that but ballas you know basically erased her pro i don't want to say erased but like unshackled her from her lotus so now she's back to nata and she's evil not evil but she her original directive was to kill the tenno so now she's trying to kill us again but she's Kind of being poked and prodded to do that by Ballas. Hmm. And basically the operator, the Tenno, is just trying to save Lotus or Nata. That's the whole point. The whole point of the story is like, Lotus saved you. Mar Margulis slash... Margulis saved you, which... Technically is the same thing as Lotus. But basically, Margulis slash Lotus saved you. So now it's your turn to save her. Which is basically what happened during New War. You go through. There's also some weird timey-wimey paradox stuff. Because. So you go in. Your, your whole objective is save Lotus. So you get on your big ship. Which is called a Railjack. A really big ship. It's really fun. I love Railjack missions. You can pilot the ship and go in space. So your whole thing is you're going to the big ship to go save Lotus. Or Nata, but I still call her Lotus. You go save Nata. You get there, and she's, like, dying at this point. She's, like, dying because they've been, like, using her energy to, like, call the sentience and stuff. And that's taxing them, hmm. but they don't care. Ballas doesn't care. He's like, I want I want them to die. I, he doesn't care. He sees her as a tool. He doesn't care. He's mad. So Ballas is all like... So we try to save Nata. We try to save her. But Ballas stabs us. Not us, the Warframe. Us, the Operator. Hmm. And then we fall into a Void Portal. So so does Lotus. Or Nita. And then, there's like, I think a couple years, a 
at least a year or so time jump. Several? Not sure. But there's now this new person that's called the Drifter. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hey, I, hey. I, I, as soon as they said Drifter, I'm like, what? We playing Gambit? We're playing Gambit now? No, no. In this universe, it's pronounced Jambit. It's pronounced Jambit. No, 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 no. <laughs> so basically, you go through and you find out there, you go through as you, as you play through it, you find out this drifter is the operator, but not. That's where it gets confusing. So, basically, in Warframe, there is a concept that is called eternalism. Basically, think of it as, like, the multiverse theory. Both, like, let's say you have a lever... Like one of the examples in the in the stories, you have a button to push. You push the button. You basically, your mom and your dad are both in these uh, chambers. Uh, if you release your mom, your dad dies, and vice versa. Under the concept of eternalism, there is an option where you press your mom lives, and there is an option where your dad lives. So technically, under in. Eternalism, your parents are both alive and dead. Think of it like Strogan, Stroganer's cat. The cat is both oh, alive and dead. Schrodinger, yes. Yeah. Like the cat. So, basically, the as you find out as you go through the new war, the Drifter is the Tenno if you didn't shake Wally's hand. You didn't get the Void powers. You stayed on the Zero. Weird. Oh, yeah, it's weird. Like, I found that out and I was like, no, uh, no way. That's why. So, like, at this point, Nata is basically dying. You have to go around and kill these big sentient guys that are called Archons. They're like sentient Warframe hybrids. And you kill them and you get, like, this crystal and you repair Lotus over time. But then eventually, like, you repair her, like, half, about two-thirds of the way. And then she's kind of, like, out of it. And she's really angry because, you know, all this bad stuff has been happening. She kind of lashes out and tries to kill you because she doesn't really hmm. know what's going on anymore. Because, you know, she has her own voice, which is Natasha. She has Lotuses. She has Margulises. She has what Ballas is telling us. She has, well, like all these different things that she's confused. And she's just like, stay out of this. And she it like, like it would be. yeah, she's kind of under a lot of stress. So she kind of attacks the drifter. Because you're the drifter right now. The operator... We don't really, honestly, like, even right now, we still don't know what the heck the operator was doing during the new war. We don't know. Because they were... They weren't there, obviously, because you were the drifter. But, like, they weren't dead, either. We don't know. So, basically... I'm just getting some pizza. Just maybe, 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 maybe <laughs> operator was just, you know, just in the void, just eating pizza. Eating pizza. Having a snack. Having a snack. <laughs> So then basically you go through and you do this and you find and you basically go back to the Zeraman. Because at this point, basically what happens is the Lotus or Nata attacks you. I think what happened was the the operator got put back in time. Not literally, but basically it kept in the story. You keep flip flopping between the operator, which is a flashback. To when the mm -hmm. Zeraman was, like, going crazy and everyone was, like, killing each other. And the Drifter, which is, like, now. And then at the point where the Operator shakes hands with Wally, the Drifter then gets Void Powers. At that exact moment, because of Eternalism. 
Because there is, because basically at that point was where the timelines kind of came together. Mm-hmm. Like almost like a, like a lynch, like a pin. Like a yeah. point. Is basically where this timelines, because right now, the timelines are all like, wibble, like basically crossing. Crisscrossing, crisscrossing because of the void, I guess. Because basically when the operator died, or got stabbed in the chest, Ballas basically drop kicked you in a void portal. And the, in the void, everything's all topsy-turvy, weirdy, wonky, wonky. It's weird. It's whack. Hmm. That's yeah, all I like to say. That fun. Yeah. It doesn't. So basically at that point, right when you get void powers for a second, and then Lotus remembers, and she's like, I have to go kill Ballas. He's the reason everything goes wrong. And I'm like, okay, I support you. Go <laughs> kick his ass, but you go, and while she's doing that, you go back to the Zeraman because that's where the Drifter is, and you and the operator and the Drifter kind of chit chat, and they have a talk. The Drifter kind of explains, yeah, no, I'm not you from the future. I'm you if you st- st- stayed on the Zeraman and didn't shake hands with Wally. So then at that point. Because the timeline's kind of unstable, you get to pick whether it's a drifter that stays or operator that stays. Ooh. It's not permanent. You can swap between them whenever you want after the story. It's just for the story. I've I've done the new war twice. I've done it with both operator and drifter. Personally, I think operator is the better choice story-wise because you're going from like in the second dream and the new and uh the war within that's lotus saving you and now you're saving her it just it's it's poetic it's poetic it makes sense i can dig it but you can also do drift it doesn't it literally doesn't matter at all i mean like there's like slight slight differences like your voice lines are different like the, the drifter act um beginning in a warframe or transferencing into a warframe for the first time is really funny because they're just like, what is this? I'm a what? What the hmm. what? Like, they're like, what the hell? It's very funny. So like, but I pick operator because like, it makes sense. So then, uh, you do that. You have your Warframe and your ship back. Everything's great. You go and you need to go stop Lotus from killing Ballas because you know if Lotus or Nata goes to Ballas, Ballas will just, you know, flip the switch and mind control her again, because he can do that. Because she's still, like, that's just innate a part of her if she has to listen mm-hmm. to Ballas. Like, that's something Ballas never got rid of, because he wants her to be his slave. Like, he's, like, really creepy about all of it. So, like, you go and stop Ballas and you get there. And you have, um, the last crystal to give Nata so that she'll, she won't be able to be mind controlled anymore. But Ballas steals it and eats it, basically. He steals it. He doesn't eat it. He steals it and absorbs it. So now he's like super strong. That's what it is. It's basically this crystal basically makes you strong. And he's like, haha, now you, now Lotus, kill the Tenno. And Lotus is like, no, I don't want to. He's like, you have to. And she cries. It's very sad. <laughs> and she tries to kill you, but you basically, redirect her attacks to kill um to take down 
Ballas is, like, he has this, like, energy shield up. So you do that, and then Ballas is like, why do I have to do everything myself? This is all your, like, but not towards us, towards Nata. He's like, you're making me do this. It's all, like, very, very narcissistic, manipulative person. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, we have to stop Ballas, otherwise he's going to destroy the sun. That's why. Jeez. Well, he wants to basically use, he has his big ship, his big ship, and he's like, you know what? And I, I figured out why the Orican lost. It's because we didn't want to just go to Tau. We wanted to, st- like, not say stay, but like he, what he said, they weren't willing to burn the bridge behind them and just leave Tau or leave the origin system all behind. I was like, all right, I'll do that then. I'll kill everyone in the entire system and mm-hmm. I will go to Tau. And because the sentients are kind of loyal to him right now through, through Nata, he figured everything would be fine. So he was going to destroy the sun because he needed a big power source to feed the big ship that he was going to use. So we stopped it. And then, so we stopped and we, uh, what's very funny is throughout the whole new war to basically control everyone, Ballas basically made these little masks people wear. And it basically, mm-hmm. when you're wearing them, you're basically kind of complacent, hearing what you want to hear, and that sort of thing. So, as a last ditch thing, what are, what the Tenno, whether you're drifter or operator, this doesn't change. Uh, cause Ballas straight up stabs Nita. She's dying. Last ditch effort to save her, you take the mask and you put it on Ballas. You like come up, you like come up behind him jump on his back, and you put it on, his, on him. So then he hmm. looks at Nata. He doesn't see Nata. He seems Margulis. Because that's what he... That's really what he wanted. He wants Margulis back, but he can't. So he's mad. So he sees Nata as Margulis. And then... Nata basically... Or Margulis, because she's pretending... She doesn't act... She's not literally Margulis. What... Ballas is seeing, is he's seeing her as Margulis. So he's all confused. And then she basically, uh, they basically kiss, but she basically uses the kiss to basically steal the energy back and kills mm-hmm. him. And he's dead now. Ooh. And then, um, what's real, what happens that's really cool is once she has all three, she becomes what I like to call Lotus Prime, where she's like, it's Lotus, <laughs> but it's like much more ornate. It's very fancy looking. But it's really cool. And then um, the thing is, is the portal opens to the void. Because I guess from what we can tell, like the community, we don't really know. But I guess Wally, the man in the wall, the guy who gave us our void powers, he can't really leave the void. He wants out. So there was this big, giant void portal. He's like, I'm a... I'm going to crawl on out of here. But Lotus basically used a big energy beam and forced him back. Back in the portal, basically. She's like, get back in there. You don't need to be out there. You're still in the void. Like, it was kind of fun. Oh, that's how I pictured it. But it's her. She basically uses this big energy beam. She uses one hand to, like, shield us and one hand to, like, destroy or push Wally back. It's really cool. Power moves. Power move, yes. And then um, you basically take Lotus back to her her chair, 
that she would be in... I think it's on the moon? I'm not sure actually where it is. I think it's on the moon. Where um, she was basically directing us from before. And then she's kind of lost, confused, and she says she doesn't know who she is anymore. Or what, like, there's so many voices in her head. And you say, oh, just pick one. Pick one voice to lead the others. And this is where the cool part is, where you get to choose whether she's Nata, Lotus, or Margulis. Mm. You get to pick. Again, it doesn't actually matter at all. As of right now, it doesn't matter. But it's purely a cosmetic thing. I picked Lotus because... I don't know, I just picked Lotus because I like Lotus. Most mm-hmm. people picked either Lotus or Margulis. Not a lot of people picked Nata because Nata looks kind of creepy. Oh, okay. Like, personally, what I should have done is I should have picked Nata and then swapped in the cosmetic to be Lotus. Because whatever you pick, that is her name now. Oh. And so I should have picked... You can, like once you do it once it locks in the name like redoing it doesn't change her name at all. It just mm-hmm. you can I just did it again just to see what the other story thinks, but I still pick Lotus because Lotus is I mean like that's who she became after she like at the very very end after you give her the last Argon Archon crystal. Mm-hmm. That's who she becomes. She becomes Lotus because deep down she wants to protect us, Mateno. That's what Margulis wanted. That's what Lotus wanted. And even when she was reverted back to Nata, she was sending us coded messages saying, help. I'm dying. I need help. I don't want to do this. Like, she was sending us coded. Like, she deep down, Lotus wants to protect us. Because Nata, being a sentient, sentients cannot have children when they came from Tau to the origin system. So she cannot have children. So she wants children. She wants these. That's why the the whole point of the story is basically a mother's love for their child. Even though we, the, or, the, the Tenno, aren't technically Lotus's real children. That's basically what it is. Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, yeah. Uh, it's an interesting take on that type of relationship for sure. But it's, Yeah, uh, for sure. It's definitely... It's nice. I did actually forget there was one quest that I kind of forgot to mention. It's called the Sacrifice. It kind of t- it kind of tells you the origin of the Warframes, but I kind of explained it basically. Um, you basically you find this Warframe. His name is Excalibur Umbra. He was a special Warframe, and um, but see, he is a Warframe that kind of rejects the transference. Like you try to transference with him, and he's like, "No, get out of my head." And he kind of like fights back. And as you transference with him, you see you see what happened to him. And basically, Ballas was there. And Umbra, I don't remember what his name was before, but he basically was a soldier, a Dax, a Dax soldier, and he was sick. So, Ballas said, "Here, this is a cure." Injects him with the Helamith virus that turns him into a warframe and you just see more and more him kind of succumbing to the warframe and becoming one and then his son visits him at the end and ballas is like 
Oracle Palace, you, you, you can kind of control the Warframes. Kinda. A little bit? But they're like, kind of unhinged. Think of them like wild animals. And then Valus made, uh, ex Umbra kill his own son. Hmm. Because Valus is evil, like, like Valus, he's just, he doesn't care. He, he, he wants, he's just an asshole. I'm glad he's dead. What a but, jerk. yeah. The newest update, Angels of Zeremon, is probably my favorite. I like it. It at, basically, you get to go back to the Zeremon now, again. But, you get to just kind of explore it. Mm-hmm. And there's these ghosts on the ship. They're called the Holdfasts. Because, um, they basically were go, void manifestations of like the people who were on the ship before the ship went cuckoo. And, um, they were basically using the reliquary drive to sustain themselves. But then because the, um, Grenier, which are basically, uh, kind of like, uh, kind of think of them like clone troopers. Okay. Cause basically way, way, way back in before the, in the Orican era, the Grenier were basically manual labor. Slaves. Nuts. And the Corpus, they were basically farmers. But then eventually the leader, um, Parvos basically inspired the Corpus. And the Corpus became more kind of money worshipping capitalists. Hmm. It's great. It's not. I hate the Corpus. I hate the Corpus. I hate the Grenier. I hate everyone. They're all annoying. <laughs> yeah, so that's the Corpus. The Grenier are basically, they, like I said, they were the they're clones. And they were like the slave labor. Manual labor uh, during the Orican time, but the problem, and they only have because it's been so long, the the DNA has like degraded. So the clones are really stupid. Most of them, oh, no. like the the higher up ones, are like smart. It just keeps getting worse for them. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, the Grenier, the Grenier, yeah, they they kind of they kind of suck. But yeah. Well, that makes me sad for them, but, uh... I mean, yeah. <laughs> but I guess I guess that's the way the way it goes in, in games sometimes. That's a wild... That's a wild... Wild. Yeah, how long... How, so, uh, when, when did when did Warframe first came out? Like, how, how many years have they been developing? Cause that, nine. It's just, like, it's so much. Nine years. Yes. So it's, like, it came out... What, like, PS... Three Xbox 360 era? Yeah. Wow. I think, yeah, no, it's, it's, it's a lot. And what's the next big expansion is called the Duvari Paradox. Now, the Duvari Paradox is, so while we, the operator, have been doing all this, Drifter had been stuck in the void doing Surviving? We don't really know, but the trailer for it is absolutely whack. It's whack. Like, I've watched the trailer, I think, five times now, and I still am just like, what is happening? Hmm. Yeah. It's whack. There's, it, it, sounds, it sounds like a, like, 
Yeah, I bet there was there's a point in a lot of MMOs and, uh, and and other games that are like collaborative like this, where there's this like overarching story and and as, yeah. as years goes on, uh, it just gets in more a crazy. Lot of different franchises, yeah. Because I feel like like do you ever think about like if you were to dive into like World of Warcraft right now, would you oh, start yeah, the- with would you start with WoW or would you go back and play Warcraft? Yeah. Like that's cuz there was there was Warcraft 1 through 3 that counts for World of Warcraft. And even that's like, yeah, it just seems it just seems so wild. And it, it, what you were saying about the movement, uh I think that makes a lot of sense, especially with like third person games like that. Like I think it uh you can do a lot more with the movement because you can see, like, your field of view around where the character's going. It becomes a like it changes, right? Yeah. Um, which is why I think, uh, like back in um Taken King, the uh, the thing to do if you were going to be the spark runner was uh was pull out your sword. Like you got to be the only one who had a sword because you had to hold the dome anyway. Yeah. Uh. Oh man, that's so cool. Yeah, because basically right now, I guess in Warframe, you have your primary weapon, your secondary weapon, and your melee weapon. And those are your, like, weapons. Your primaries can be snipers, auto rifles, shotguns, pretty much anything. Your secondaries are, like, hand cannons, SMGs, throwing knives, um, stuff like that. It sounds and then like your it's, melee- got, it's got a nice handle on the cool stuff. And then your melee weapons can be, you know, pole staffs, swords, great swords, um, whips, whip swords, um, shield and sword, um, scythe. And then now there's a double scythe, which is like a scythe on both ends. <laughs> Darth Maul. Pretty much. And they also have glaives too, but not like our glaives. They're like throwy disc glaives. They call them, yeah. Like in D and D, I want to say a glaive is almost like a batleth from a Star Trek, yeah. the Klingon one. Like it's 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 very different. Man, that's pretty cool. This intro trailer makes Warframe. I wish we had these graphics. What the hell? Hmm. But no, they did actually redo the graphics of Warframe pretty recently. I can dig it. Who, um, yes. as far as Warframe goes, how is it? Like, you'll get through the story. Is there still, like, weekly and seasonal stuff? Is it, um, um... Not really. So, like, for example, I've done all of the story stuff in Warframe. So, you might be asking, but Caitlin, what does that mean? What, is, what do you do? So, what I do, what you do is basically there are... Like, for me right now, there's different syndicates, which are kind of like factions in Destiny. And... With Warframe, there's two different kinds of syndicates. There's the syndicates you can join. Then there are, mm-hmm. I guess, the neutral syndicates where they're basically for, like, the free roam places. Because mm-hmm. there's, there's three open world maps. There's, um, there's Plains of Eidolon, which is on Earth. There's Orvalis, which is on Venus. And Deimos, which is on, well, Deimos. I guess, well, Deimos is, it's called, I don't know what the actual place is called off the top of my head, and I should know this, 
but I just suck today, I guess. Aww, how you doing? Oh, no, I don't suck. I just, I forgot. I, I literally was just there today. That's why I'm like, uh, <laughs> uh, where's the place? It's on Deimos. Deimos? <laughs> Where is corrupted my? I'm on the wiki looking at it. Orican derelict, blah 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 blah. The heart of Deimos quest, blah 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 blah. Where's the mother motherfuckers? I'm so mad. Oh, Cambonian drift. Couldn't think of the name. The Cambonian, uh, yeah. That is the open world for Deimos, and each of those places. And now the Zeraman has a syndicate but not an open world with them maybe there'll be an open world when the uh duvari paradox comes out hmm that's my guess that's my guess hmm and each syndicate like you want to rank up with the syndicates because they can give you new weapons new stuff to level new warframes i can dig that it's basically this big feedback loop because you can still play so basically there's something that everyone has it's called your mastery rank and that's basically how skilled air quotes you are at the game hmm. i say with air quotes because you can play the game and just only level stuff up and not go through the story at all hmm. that'd be pretty boring but yeah so the highest mastery rank is legend 2 i believe it used to go from 1 through 30, and then at 30, then it should be technically 31, 32, but they just changed it to Legend 1 and Legend 2. And the higher your mastery rank, it means more Warframes, the more Warframe slots and all this, like, all kinds of... You want to be a higher mastery rank, because the higher the mastery rank, the better... The more standing you can give, the more, for, like, syndicates, the more loadout slots you have, etc, etc, etc. And then, when you get your operator, there's something called focus trees, which are basically skill trees. You can change your tree whenever you want, but they're divided into five different schools. Hmm. And the schools basically give you your operator different abilities. That's like a new, new, new thing. Like, that wasn't a thing. Because basically with the Angels of Xeraman update, it added the it reworked the focus schools, which I like them. I like I like the changes. They didn't really change my tree, the Zeraman, or mm-hmm. Zez. No, I use Zen, no, I use Vazarin. Yes, I use Vazarin. I love that tree. That tree is the best tree in my opinion. It's good for solo play because basically the gist of it is. You, um, so different trees are, like, focused on different things. So, like, for example, the tree that I use, um, Vazarin is more protective. I can do something that's called, well, basically, one of the movements that operators can do is called a void sling, which is kind of like a a teleport or a dash. It's like a dash. Mm -hmm. And if you void sling through your own Warframe, through allies, they become immune from any damage for, like, five seconds. Ooh. Which is very helpful. Where, like, if you're close to death, you, I, what I do is I 
pop out of my operator, or pop out of my warframe. I'm in my operator. I void dash mm-hmm. through myself, swap back to my warframe, and I have full health, and I'm immune for five seconds, which is very, very nice. But there are two abilities per every tree that is called a wayward node. You get those to max, and those things will persist regardless of whatever tree you're in. So, for example, for Vazarin, it's all about healing and protecting your operator's health increases. Those are the two wayward ones. It increases your operator health, and it increases your, like, rate in which you heal per second. Mm -hmm. And so, basically, prior to this rework for the focus, I didn't really care about the other trees at all. I only used Vazarin and nothing else because of the the overshield or not the overshield the immune void dash thing mm-hmm. which it, it's I still but now because of them I mean those in those intrinsics or wayward things those were things before but with how they're doing it now is there's a lot more focus on being in your operator pun intended get it focus trees mm-hmm. focus ah 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 I'm funny. <laughs> It's not um, just a clever name. It's, it's, well, there's a lot more because there's, as you do stuff in the Zeraman, for example, there's enemies where you have to be in your operator to sh- and you have to take down their shields with your operator mm-hmm. and then swap to your warframe and kill them. There's stuff like that now. So there's a lot more f- emphasis on being a swapping between your operator and warframe. So I need to go through and level up all of the other schools to get like the bonus on like how much energy you have, how much, how fast you are, you know, all this and that. Mm-hmm. So like, I feel motivated to actually go through the other trees and level them up, which is funny. And then, so basically each planet has missions. It's called the star chart. So like Earth mm-hmm. has missions. You do all of the missions on Earth. Then there's a junction, which is like almost like a little test you have to do to get to the next junction. It's basically, it's pretty easy. You just fight another warframe. That's all it is. You like, but to like unlock the junction, you might have to, oh, do a mission with only a melee weapon equipped. Or do this mission three times. Or stuff like that. Like really easy. Craft mm-hmm. a weapon. You know, it's, the Earth's one is really easy, but as the further you go on, the more hard it is. It's like, oh, uh, Get a get this, get that, do this, complete this quest beforehand, and all this dig. stuff. And after you've completed the entire star chart, the entire star chart, you get something that is called the Steel Path, which is basically the normal star chart, but the enemy level starts at level a hundred. You have to do oh, the wow. whole thing again. It's an optional thing. You don't have to do it. But if you do do it, you get some nice decorations for your house, your orbiter. You get a house. That's cool. Yeah, you can get a house. That's a new thing with Zeraman. You can get a dormazone, which is basically a little little house. But you can you can hmm. decorate your, your ship, the inside of your ship that you walk around. That's also cool. Yeah. I think it's really nice. And then if you're in a clan, which with war, with Destiny... Destiny clans are kind of optional. You don't have to be in a clan. You don't have to. In Warframe, you have to be in a clan. You have to. Sometimes they have to, but you are missing out on a lot of stuff if you're not in a clan. 
Because mm. there's like um, labs that you can go to and you can get blueprints for weapons, warframes, that sort of thing. So it's, hmm. it's better to be in a clan than not. Also, there's trading in Warframe. You oh, yeah? Trade, yeah, you can trade stuff. Do they do? Is it like a? Is it like a, like just items or commodities or what? Pretty much, there are certain things that aren't tradable, but most of the stuff is tradable. And there's trade chat. It's like I have a funny story. So I was helping Kelsey level up the faction. <gasps> Sorry, the faction on Deimos, the Entrati. Mm-hmm. I was helping her level that up, and we were with the guy. He's like, man. I haven't gotten this uh, this weapon or this this thing to drop, and I've been trying and trying and trying. And I had, I checked, and I had like fifteen of them. So I said, "Hey, after this mission, I'll invite you to my dojo, because that's the only place you can trade is in dojos." Mm-hmm. And I'll give you the part. And I gave it to him, and he felt so bad. He he was like, "Here, take take platinum." And I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! I don't want your money because that's plat. Mm-hmm. Platinum is basically you can buy platinum with IRL money." Or if you have the time, like, and you can get primed parts. Primed parts are basically think of like exotic versions of stuff. Okay. So like there's, for example, there is Mag. That's one of the starter warframes, and there's also Mag Prime. Mag Prime basically just has better base stats. Better. That's pretty much it. They just have better base stats, and it's better to use a prime morphin than a non-primed. Of that, if you have like the same version, mm-hmm. like once you get a primed version of a warframe, you're kind of there's no point in having the regular one because like the primed one's just better. That makes sense. And I'm waiting for my favorite warframe, Hildren, to get her prime because not all warframes have their primes yet. It goes off of release order. Okay. And they basically do a male, male, so like say two male warframes, and then two female, and then two male, and two female. Mm-hmm. And the next set of female warframes is, is uh, Hildren and Wisp, which I'm excited for. Because I want my Hildren Prime. Like, if you look at my stats for how much I use Hildren, I have used Hildren for 50% of my playtime in Warframe. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Because I saw Hildren when she came out, and I was like, I want her. But I didn't know that you could just buy Warframes with money, with real money. I didn't know that. So I farmed and grinded so hard to get to her. Because you don't understand. To get Hildren. <laughs> Let me tell you the grind I had to do to get Hildren. It's so ridiculous. So, in Orb Vallis, there is a faction that is called Fortuna, or the Fortuna. Vox, uh, I think it's Vox Solaris or whatever. You have to get them to max to unlock basically a endgame boss that is called the Exploiter Orb and the... I forget the other one. There's basically these two bosses. You have mm-hmm. to, and then, once you get to that, then you have to rank up. There's a new faction now, because you have this big boss fight battle you can do. There was another faction that is led by this person named Little Duck. Yeah, I don't know why her name is Little Duck. She's very, 
She's a strange person. I don't really like her very much. Then you have to get Little Duck up to basically Max. And you want to know how you get her up to Max? You have to farm the boss fight. Of course. Of course. But you can get Hildren's parts by killing the boss, but you don't get Hildren's blueprint until you get to, like, rank four with Little Duck. So I had to keep going and going and going. And then I got it. It was very much a pain in the butt to get. And then later, found out you found out you could have. I could. I could have just. I could have just paid like money, like five dollars or whatever, or ten dollars or however much, and just bought her. But I think that experience was worth it because I got really good at that boss fight, and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I still need to get Little Duck to Max because there's one of the things she sells at Max is very good for your operator. Because, oh, yeah. yeah, so there are special things, or basically how the war, the operator uses their vo- the void powers, you have something mm-hmm. that's called an amp. Basically focuses your void powers in a weapon. And you can craft your own weapon. Not not like Destiny weapon crafting, where, oh, you can choose the perks. No, I mean you choose the barrel, you choose the fire rate, you choose, like, you choose, like, the, um, the three different, um, stuff. The arcanes. Let me find the arcanes. <gasps> An amp. Basically, a moat amp is basically how the operator uses the void. And it has three parts. It has the components. It has the prism, the scaffold, and the brace. The brace basically is like a, per- a special perk. But the prism is basically how how you shoot. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, what kind do you want it to be, like, uh, a sniper? Do you want it to be, like, a grenade launcher? Do you want it to be, like, a semi-auto? And I have a funny story to tell you. So, I have been playing Warframe for about, I want to say, almost about the same time as I've been playing Destiny. Like, whenever I wouldn't be playing Destiny, I'd be playing Warframe. I think I started playing when Fortuna came out. So, 2012-ish? It's about 10 years, yeah. Yeah, about. Ten years, God, I feel old. I feel so old. And oh, you sweet summer child. I know, <laughs> I know, I know. But like with Warframe, I, you basically they give you an amp for free, a basic one. It's really bad. And that basically you're supposed to level up with Little Duck or the Quills in or Val in. Uh, so Little Duck is the amp person in Fortuna. The Quills are the amp people in Cetus. They're separate factions, and they offer you different stuff. So, you... Normally, you want to get the quills up, build a nice amp, and go from there. The thing is, the best amp, you have to get from Littleton. And see, the community has basically divided them up into tiers. Or series. And me... Being L dumb, I thought when you go to build an amp that the order that it shows it in is the tiers. So tier one would be the first one, tier two would be the second, and so forth. I was incorrect. It lists them in alphabetical order. So for the past, I don't know, three, four years, I don't know, I've been using the wrong amp. And I only no. found out, like, I don't know. 
a month, two months ago? I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Because, so there's this big boss fight in the Plains of, I Plains of Eidolons that are called, well, Eidolons. They're these big giant bosses. And I built, I thought I had built an amp that was supposed to be really good at, for that boss fight. And my amp was so bad. And I, I'm, one of my friend Rin, they're very good at the game. I asked, I was like, why is my amp such poo-poo garbage? She's like, you're using 777, right? And I'm like, yeah, that's this, 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 this piece, this piece, this piece, right? She's like, no. What? That's like two, three, three. That's so bad. I'm like, are you kidding me? So then I ran all, I had to get Little Duck standing up another level because I didn't, I, I was only like level four with her, level three. I literally got enough to get Hildren, and then I did. I didn't. I didn't level her up anymore because I was like, "There's no point." <laughs> I was wrong. So then I had to go max out my standing with Little Duck. Then I had to get enough standing to buy the three pieces. Then I had to get the materials to build the pieces. Then I had to build the amp. Then I had to level the amp to level thirty. Then I had to guild it. Then I had to level the amp to level thirty again. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, leveling up stuff is super easy, though. It's not that hard. 30 is the max, though. But it was just... I had to do all of that in, like, a day... In, like, two days. Because we were gonna go Eidolon hunting. With Kelsey. Mm -hmm. To, like, teach her how to do it. And I was... No. We were gonna... It was... Sorry. That was later. We did do Eidolon hunting with Kelsey. That was fun. Because Kelsey was like, what's happening? And she was freaking out. But Brynn and I basically were like, stand still. You just push this button. It was very funny. And then... No, it was because Rin and I, we were going to go do Angels of Zerim and stuff. And you need a good amp to, like, kill things. And I was like, why is my amp so poo-poo? And then I found out. And then I got... Now I have an actual good amp, and it's very easy to do things. And I'm like, wow. This actually, uh... Yeah, because basically... Your prism basically is like how your normal aim is, but then you have like an alt fire that you can use. Mm -hmm. So most people do 777 because that's the best for Eidolon hunting. But then if you want a like normal one, you would do like the series seven prism, the series four scaffold and the series seven brace. Yeah, seven... I think seven five seven, yeah. Mm. Like a like a haiku. <laughs> yeah, it's like seven. It's like a haiku. Like uh, I don't know. It's just I didn't realize that there was a. I didn't know about the tears until very recently. That makes me very mad. But yes, I know Warframe sounds very very complicated. That's because it is, and <laughs> it's better. So like when I went with Kelsey, it's a lot easier. Very it's like it's very much like Destiny where if you go in by yourself without any friends or anyone who knows what they're doing, you're gonna not have a good time. Mm. You, you need, need to a, have a, need a guide. You, you need a guide. You need a, a buddy. You need a buddy to uh show them the way. Mm -hmm, and that's mm -hmm. it's even better because with Kelsey, because I'm in the same room as her. So I, she can be like, well, how do I mod this? How do I do this? And I can literally just show her. I like, where it. to do. It's very funny. 
I dig it. Yes. Oh, man. Well, I guess last question I have. Yeah, go for it. For you, for you. Um, is there, just because I feel like this has been big news in Destiny recently, what's, what is the vault space situation? The vault space? Oh, in like Warframe? How, do you, yeah, how much space do you have? Okay, so you all have the you all the loot. Well, basically, a lot of it is um, you get materials and then you use those materials or parts. For holding parts of weapons, it's infinite. Prime parts is infinite. Arcanes is infinite. Like, your materials is infinite. There's no, like, how in Destiny there's, like, an inventory space. Mm -hmm. But for your crafted weapons and crafted warframes, there is a limit to how many you can have. But as you, there is something that is called Nightwave. And mm -hmm. Nightwave is kind of like the season pass thing, but it's basically just do challenges and you get reputation for it. That's it. It's very, very easy. It's very casual. As you level up in there, there is Warframe slots and there is weapon slots that you can earn. And then you can also just buy slots for for Platinum. But they're very cheap, so. And also, okay. you can delete weapons. Like, my general rule of thumb, once I'm done with a weapon and I don't like it, like, I don't really care for it, I'm mm -hmm. just doing it to level up my mastery, I delete it. Like, once I've leveled it up to 30, I don't care about it anymore. Because I already have, like, my weapons that I like. And the good rule of thumb is to have at least one weapon of every type. So, like, one glaive, one pistol, one sniper, etc., etc. Because eventually, once you get into the end game stuff... I have the hiccups, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> no worries. Once you get into like the end game stuff for Warframe, there's missions that are called sorties, which are kind of like strikes, where it's three randomly picked missions and the years three random modifiers. <laughs> One of which might be, oh, you have to only shotguns, so you have to have a shotgun equipped and nothing else. <laughs> stuff like that. Okay. So it's good to have at least every weapon. Sounds like it. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like it's good to have a variety of things. Wild. All right. I might have to check out some Warframe coming up. Yeah, yo, I'd be happy to help you through it. There is crossplay coming at some point, but it's not out yet. Mm -hmm. So. What do you guys play on Xbox or? Yeah, Xbox, Xbox. Okay, I got one of those. You got one of those. You got one of those. Yeah, it'd be fun. Yeah. All yeah, so right. when you get the chance, definitely watch that, that intro trailer. It kind of gives a little bit about everything. Absolutely. It's very cool. Right. I like it. All right, yeah. Thanks for thanks for walking us through. More for it. Yeah. Yeah. Good little it's intro great. dive. It's great. Oh wait, I forgot. One more thing. One more thing. Mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. also um these things that are called um arc wings, which are like kind of like mechanical angel wings and you can fly in oh, space. That cool. It's very fun. I love arc wings. There's actually a Warframe whose whole gimmick is basically they're always in arc wing mode so they can fly. They make some mission types really stupid easy. I like it. She's a fairy, basically, is what she is. Just fluttering around. Just fluttering around. Warframing. That's, uh, that's Titania. <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. 
Yeah, like the, the, the nice thing is with Warframe is there's so many different Warframes. I think you're bound to find one that's like your your play style, something you like. Like, I jokingly call Baruch Star Platinum because he just punches. Uh, like, literally, that's so all he does. He's, he's, he's a monk, but his fourth ability is he basically loses restraint and just goes apeshit crazy. Well, that'll very, do it. It's very good. Oh, that'll do it. All right. Alrighty, I dig it. Yeah, I can't wait to check them all out. Um, yeah. you got any? You got any like shout outs or anything? Shout outs. Um, yeah. yeah, I guess. Uh, shout out to Kelsey, my girlfriend, because she's the best, obviously. And next week, we finally will have cabinets in our kitchen. Nice. We haven't had cabinets since like February. January-ish. Because a pipe burst in our house. I remember. Listeners of the show might remember too. <laughs> yeah. Because what happened, for those who don't know, what happened was is we went out to like eat. And I guess our thermostat malfunctioned or something. Because it dropped the house to like 30 degrees. Like, we, we went out to like eat and watch a movie and then go shopping. So we were gone pretty much the entire day. And we didn't like, because we don't normally change our thermostat. We just keep it at like 70. Our thermostat like glitched or something and brought the house down to like 30 degrees. Our house, because it's it, it was the middle of winter. So like our pipes froze, basically, the whole day. And, you know, we came back home. We saw the th thermostat was set to 30. We're like, what the fuck? So we turned it up and then, well, pipe burst. Oofed. So it's not, not our fault. It was the thermostat malfunctioned. I hate the thermostat. I want to beat it up. And I go star platinum on its ass. It's a joke. But yeah, well, finally... Because the reason why it took so long is... The cabinets were basically... They needed They needed to, like... There was a shortage of wood or whatever, so they had to, like, wait. But now they've been stuck in Kentucky for the past week. Oh, no. So I'm just so tired. Ugh. I can, yeah, I can imagine. Oh man, I think for me this week. Oh, I've got. I'm starting a new D and D campaign on Tuesday. Ooh, very very exciting. Tuesday night, and I'm very I'm exciting. I I ended up going with a warlock. I see. I He's see a, the the best class. Yeah, he is a uh, <laughs> he is a spicy drow. Nice, nice. Spicy drow from hell. <laughs> Which yeah, uh, I did a I did a whole like a uh, pre series where I got to make some choices to explain <laughs> how my uh, my character got out of hell, and how it got into yeah. hell. But, well, the, that, that sounds great. That sounds great. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. Uh, long story short, his mom helped. His mom helped. That's great. Mm -hmm. That's great. <laughs> long story short. Um, but yeah. Um, and ooh, that reminds me. Actually, <laughs> we had a shout out um speaking of D, &D uh new new follower and listener of the show mr mohawk uh 117 um linked us on the uh the show twitter to um the uh the destiny uh D, &D mod oh like, yeah yeah mod. yeah yeah i saw i saw that i thought it was really cool yeah so i definitely want to check that out too because if 
that can convert into like roll 20 or something. I think it can. We got to do it. We got to do it. We got to we got to okay. do it. We got to let we got to let our OCs flow. Oh no. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, I've heard I've heard from what you've told me about your story, like it sounds like a whole campaign could be made around that. Probably. Yeah. So, I'm I'm totally down. And then, like I said, uh, I'll actually send you the link to Roll20 now. You don't have to do all like the maths and stuff. It just, you just kind of put yeah, in the values yeah. and then click that on stuff. That sounds great. I'm bad at math. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ironic. <laughs> but uh, here's, their, uh, here's their link. I can throw that in the show notes too. But here's their link. And then like they have like YouTube videos like showing how it works. I see. Um, but uh, it's, pretty, it's pretty cool. So yeah, dude, like th- thanks for... Uh, Thanks for showing us that. I definitely, definitely want to check that out. Um, Sorry for my kind of roundabout way of doing it. I should have just committed to, to explaining it in the order of things, like the lore, instead of being like, I'm going to try and do it how you learn about things. And I, About half halfway through, I was like, this isn't working. This isn't working. Yeah, I'm uh, still debating whether or not I'm going to edit that out or just let, let people take the journey. Take the journey. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. I'm debating. Alrighty, I'm debating. I'm we'll see tomorrow. Debating. We'll see. You'll see. <laughs> Or here, as the case is. <laughs> yes. Oh, all right. Um, with with that, everybody, uh, there's there's just a lot of pain out in the world uh, right now, and I hope you're looking out for yourselves and each other. Um, yeah, I just so many things, so yes. many things in the news, and for sure, for sure, it's just like hard to talk about just one, which is. Uh, its own problem, right? Um, sure. But yeah, I'll throw out I'll throw out a fuck racism and a Black Lives Matter, and uh, just so you know how 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 we feel about stuff here. Yes. Over, over on this side of the mic, but uh, yeah. All right, guys. But uh, take care of yourselves. Please drink your water. Eat eat something good for you. But yeah, make it tasty. You deserve you deserve a uh, a tasty balance. Treat yourself, but healthily. Maybe. For sure, for sure. I don't know if that's homework or like that's my that's my well wish. I hope you're able to do that. Boom. For sure, for sure. At least once this week. Um and with that, everyone, thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week. Ooh, I'm gonna be by the way, I'm gonna be at GCX, so there there might be like a lull in the show that weekend, but I will be tweeting and sharing all of the things because I, I think I'm gonna get to meet some people in uh in person that i haven't that i haven't met before so like i'm excited i hear bife's gonna be there like yeah it's gonna be exciting Ooh. yeah oh the drifter is gonna the drifter's voice actor is gonna be there they just announced that's cool that's cool yeah yeah i'm gonna see i'm gonna see what i can i'm gonna see what i can see you got this. but uh have fun yeah. have fun all right everyone we'll catch you later bye-bye doodles that's off guardians that's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.